It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 3, Episode Number 4. Don't underestimate the value of community building. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. I don't know what my deal is the last few weeks with really long titles. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I don't edit, as you know, but I do sit for a while and go back and forth over what I want to title uh, the the episodes. And I'll be honest with you, I, I try to stay focused on making the main thing the main thing, but, you know, I do get a little bit lost in titles, and I'm not sure they're ever perfect. They never can be perfect, of course, but I, I do want them to com- clearly communicate uh, what it is that we are talking about, and of course, this episode is all about community building. And I, I just, I think a lot of times you you hear things like community building, and it sounds like a throwaway topic on uh, some some podcast or some some chapter in some educational uh, textbook or something like that. But I promise you, this is not a throwaway a title, nor a throwaway episode or topic, and that's because. I see so many teachers, so many teachers struggle because they do not emphasize community building. I was sitting in a classroom at, uh, this was probably, man, I don't know, 20 years ago. I was sitting in a classroom, and it was an algebra classroom. Again, not picking on math teachers here. Uh, I love fellow math teachers. Um, But uh, I was sitting in this classroom, and this teacher, who was a great teacher, was firing away at you know lessons and math problems and you know the the room was quiet and she was going on and on and on and on and I thought to myself man you know these these kids uh, you know are, are really tuned into this lesson and I took a deeper look around and, and I realized that a lot of them were off topic and wandering and drifting um, and, and it was hard to know how students were really doing. And as I sat through there, that entire block, the school was on blocks. And as I sat through the entire entire hour and 15 minutes, I thought to myself, whoa, this teacher is in 100% control here. 100% control. And it kind of made me think back to some of the classes. And, and again, not picking on math teachers, but a lot of times it was some of the math teachers that I had, which always was blessed to have really amazing teachers. Uh, but I, I do seem to remember a lot of my math teachers, there, there wasn't any sense of community. And it was more like I was watching a movie and the teacher went through lessons and did, you know, whatever they were supposed to do to try to lead to success. And I realized, and thankfully, you know, I I was capable in math and really didn't need um, just a whole lot of pushing and, 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 and coaching from my math teachers. And I, I vividly remember sitting there in that classroom uh, in this in this classroom that I'm referring to and going, wow, you know, I would hate to struggle in this classroom. Not to mention, even if I didn't struggle, this just wasn't probably a very fun place to be. And and honestly, I don't think in classrooms like that, students want to go out of their way and succeed uh, and, and try more for those teachers and those kinds of classrooms. And so, yeah, I, you, can, you can sit there and go, well, community building is not important. 
But I, I think it is. I think classrooms have to be a community more so today than ever before because of just the descriptions of that we're all familiar with, with the generation of kids that we've got today, with the distractions of technology, all the politics and all the things that are really challenging in classrooms today. I, I think it's more important than ever to build a community. And, and, and that's just human nature to want to belong and I also think that communities are more resilient to conflict and just the ups and downs uh, that um, that are that are inevitably going to happen uh, in a classroom. Uh, you need community building for coaching, for student ownership, and certainly relationships. And again, if you believe that relationships are the key to uh, learning, then you need to make sure that uh, your students are in, in part of a community as well as you. I think you have to be able to relate, and, and we've talked about all those things, and relate in a healthy way and, and connect with your kids. And if you need uh, you know, me to talk about that some more, all you got to do is go back and listen to uh, some episodes from earlier seasons, like on coaching, things that I think are really, really important. Uh, relationships are absolutely key. So yeah, I think dismissing community building is one of the uh, fatal mistakes in a classroom and also, just being completely honest with you, one of the most common that I see, you know, honestly, a lot of teachers just take this role of, I'm, I'm, I'm sage on the stage, and I know we hate that because it sounds cliche, uh, but they just take it and run with it, and, and I'm just here to tell you that uh, that is not... A, uh, an effective way to run a classroom. And I'm not talking about you have to flip every lesson or those kinds of things. I'm talking about everything has to be about community in a classroom because the community is going to motivate students in a healthy way to be at their best as often as they possibly can. And guess what? It's going to motivate you to be at your best as often as possible as well. And so, yeah, you've, you definitely have to invest in the community side. And and look, everybody knows that at the beginning of the year, it's certainly important uh, to do that. And, 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 and everybody's like, well, all right, well, the first week or two, I really spend a lot of time uh, getting my kids, you know, acclimated to the classroom culture and each other, yada, yada, yada. And, and super important. That's absolutely the most crucial time to do it. But I think you have to be consistent and and, and, and have to do it ongoing. I, I think you have to make tangible investments in your community by making sure that, again, you're building those relationships, and not just you. They're building relationships with each other. They're taking leadership roles as well as you taking leadership roles, and everybody's getting better in this classroom, including you. And that may seem sort of utopian or idealistic. Uh, I'm not talking here today about a bunch of intangible psychology or sociology. I'm telling you that if you invest in those relationships and you coach and build that community, that community can be leveraged for better academic results. Uh, that's just human nature and that's just factual. You've got to push your kids in a healthy way and you can't do that without a community. And kids have got to want to be in your classroom. And so you've got to constantly make investments in order for, for that to occur. And look, some you know, I talk about making sure that you're investing throughout in community. Well, 
we know that's important early and I've already said you've got to do it consistently but think about this I'll, I'll tell you there's some days where I would get on my kids and 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 really coach them up and push them hard push them hard well or maybe there was a discipline issue and it would you know make the classroom a really really sort of um I don't know pressure cooker for for a certain day or you, you know just it's it's tight you know it's everybody's maybe tired or there was like I said some issue or you know it's just something that's a response from a difficult lesson or whatever well after those kinds of days I would be very intentional about making sure that the next day I went in and talked about you know music or uh, spider-man as I always say or you know just take a couple of minutes to make sure that we're all good recover that relationship you know when it's really really tight and you know things are hard and the content uh, the next day I, I I would I would give a little bit more and that's just that seesaw that yin and yang that has to go along in a classroom so you push hard one day the next day uh, you, you, you balance that a little bit uh, you have a discipline situation you come back the next day and you know you don't blow up your process and, and and convince them that the world has crumbled because someone made poor choices or maybe you had a bad day teaching and you have to come back and you it's all about recovering and in a community it's okay to make those mistakes and it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have tough days but it's all about making sure you balance that with good stuff and again the more community you build the more you can overcome the more your community looks like a real place in a real community outside of school and you can overcome I just don't see how teachers teach without investing constantly in community I just really don't um <clears throat> one of the things too that I think is integral to for you to be able to build community effectively and I've already made the case that you know community building is is effective in generating better academic outcomes and and reminded you and you probably already knew that but one of the things that I think it's really important and tough for teachers is to let kids sort of be themselves and and learn to to get comfortable in your community in your classroom I'll give you a great example that I see a lot of times I see teachers really pushing on students that are naturally quiet or introverted to kind of come out of their shells or or you, you constantly see teachers um, you, you know focus on one type of student or this type of student well truthfully I think you've got to give that space for for kids to be themselves going back to the kind of the quiet kid in the classroom you know you want to be really careful trying to push and push and push and push I think you've gotta really give them space to be able to sort of become comfortable and then ultimately be themselves I'll, I'll never forget speaking of quiet students in the classroom I had this one many years ago I had this young lady that was in the classroom she was really really quiet and it was important and I think you know by now that it's important for me to feel like I connect to hopefully all my kids but certainly as as many as possible but there was a kid that she just she just never said anything wasn't actively engaged from the standpoint of obvious you know it doesn't mean she wasn't but it it's kind of one of those things where you know it wasn't obvious so I really spent a lot of time 
thinking about, okay, well, how can I guarantee or better guarantee, because she can't guarantee, but better, better ensure that she's having a great experience and then certainly get feedback from her. Well, I, I never really called her out in class disproportionately or focused activity towards her or that kind of thing because I knew it made her very uncomfortable. And I know teachers a lot of times they're like, well, she's going to have to learn. She's going to have to learn. Well, I just took a different route and, and, and said, okay, I'm just going to let her be her. But what I did is I held her after class one day. I didn't like call her out and say, hey, shoot me after class. I, I took a little bit of a time out after, in between classes and said, hey, come here and see me real quick. Set her down and said, I just want you to know I'm proud of you and you're doing great work for me. And I want you to know, because I know you don't like talking a whole lot in class, I, I, I want you to understand that I, I see you. I know you're there, and I want you to know that I'm always there for you, uh, and I don't call on you because I know that doesn't necessarily make you feel comfortable. doesn't mean I won't ever do it because that's part of learning, and that's part of getting better. And anyway, I said, I just want you to know that I see you, and you don't have to say a whole lot for me to know that you're there. So if you need something, don't be scared to just get my attention or come see me in between classes. And you know what? She wrote me the sweetest note at the end of the year, and my relationship sort of developed from that initial point with her and over the year I could feel it getting stronger despite very few words and at the end she wrote me a nice little note just telling me how much that meant and 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 that's just a great example of how I think you have to let kids um, develop that comfort in their own time not only with you but with each other and you do that best by you know not not throwing them over the boat and making them swim or drown I think you just sort of create that space that community that's going to lead them to success and 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 sort of slowly sort of peel back those layers and become sort of whoever they're going to become in your classroom and and so your job is to sort of give that opportunity and be there for the journey and and I think that's a huge difference maker for so many kids and so not just on the kids that don't like to speak up uh, all these different populations of kids your classroom needs to be a community just like a community in the real world away from the classroom of all of these different types of contributions and all of these different types of strengths and weaknesses and 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 the spectrum and and, and they have to come together to ultimately ultimately, um, you know, be at their best, and you have to allow that to happen. And look, uh, just as a side note on that very point, be really, really careful about community building games, icebreakers, and just calling out kids to sort of put them on the spot to sort of have to reveal information about themselves so that you don't know whether or not they're they're comfortable revealing. That may be even things like, I don't know, um, you know where they where they grew up. I, you just have to be real careful. You sort of have to balance those kinds of things with um, just just letting letting time and and the relationship do its thing. I, I, I'll tell you that 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 goes a long way. And again, if you constantly invest in community building is an ongoing thing in your classroom, those things will come. Don't feel like in the first week you have to interrogate kids or you know play games that are going to get them to volunteer information that they just may not be ready uh, to, to volunteer. So just that was a side note, but I, I have seen that happen and I, I just want to bring it to your attention. <clears throat> the next thing that I think is obvious in community building, but I think we all serve as a reminder, and this is going to be yet another cliche, I think, but you want to empower your kids. And there, I, I've talked about empowerment for a long time and I'm not the only one along with 
you know, five million other PDs you've sat through and listened to and been a part of. But empowerment is not a cliche. And I think you really have to self-reflect and sort of account for how often that really goes on in your classroom. I, I, and, and the reason it's coming up again here in this community building episode is, is simple because I think you cannot have a community if you don't have empowered kids. That's just, and that goes back again to that that algebra classroom that I mentioned, where the teacher was 100% in charge. I don't think you can realistically do that if if kids don't have authentic and real choices in your classroom. I, I just don't think you can succeed that way. I, I think that I, I mean you can, but it'll be out of compliance. And of course, we all know that's crappy learning when they're learning out of compliance as opposed to owning it and wanting to step up and perform for themselves, but also for you and just for the sake of sheer growth. And, and so I think that that's really, really important for you to think about. So empowerment, making choices that really, really, really have impact in the classroom. And, and look, we being a little bit more tangible, there's all kinds of ways to empower students. For example, you know, if you have a class playlist, like during group work time and you play music, let them volunteer songs and build a playlist that you use. That's just one way to empower kids. And of course, as they get into high school, you know as well as I do that that stuff becomes more and more important to them uh, to to really have some say in those kinds of things. So make their let them have some ownership, some empowerment in the classroom, uh, even over things like the space itself. So again, I mentioned the music. I'm a huge fan of long-term projects. And so if there's you know a wall where they're putting up work or there's you know some some project being built in the classroom something that's ongoing something that feels community generated and is community generated I'm a fan of that other things that I, I've seen done and things that I, I, I do for example I would always do like gags like a yearly gag like one year I had a suitcase and I said alright I want you guys to uh, start making guesses as to what's in the suitcase and I'll give you hint one hint a week and by the end of the year um, I, I showed them what was in the suitcase, and that was really kind of interesting to them. And they were constantly talking about the suitcase, and 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 I, that's a really easy way to keep them engaged and 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 keep them wanting to be a part. And not just that alone, but all these other things that we're talking about. I think that's just just really really important. Uh, other other suggestions. I, I think it's important for, to some degree, students to be able to police their own classroom, uh, whether that comes to like classroom lights, whether that comes to classroom, um, you know, noise level or uh, disturbances or things like that. You know, feedback on certain kinds of assessments. I think all of those kinds of things are are important. So. So again, getting students involved, policing was probably the wrong word, but I think you get what I'm saying, and that's have them involved in all of the, you know, so, sort of setting the, the standards and culture. That doesn't mean they're the only ones. Obviously, you're at the center of that culture, but I think, again, having say-so, some empowerment uh, is, is, is awesome, and it's going to generate better outcomes and better learning. And so saying all of that, so again, going through all of what I think it takes. You know, we, we start start the episode today by talking about, well, why is community building important? Talked about that and then reminding you this has to be ongoing 
the constant inputs, uh, have to make sure that you, you create a space where kids can be themselves and you can be yourself. And then obviously talking about empowerment. So now that we've kind of talked about that, I, I want you to think about this. I want you to go and reflect, and, and that sounds again sort of hokey or cliche, but I really do. I mean, in a tangible way, open your laptop and record a class or two of yours, or if your school's got cameras in the classrooms, ask to see a couple of those. Uh, if you ask an administrator, they're going to appreciate that self-reflection uh, anyway. They, they enjoy that uh, in most cases, trust me. So, you know, watch yourself. Listen to what you're saying when you're saying it and review those things. So so that's one important side of reflection is to actually watch yourself. And, and it's hard. I'm, I'm my own worst critic, as I'm sure you are. But what you learn by watching what you, you do and then maybe reviewing things like your emails, which I've recommended before, uh, that's an important side of sort of self-evaluation, reflection on this, but the end just in practice in general. But the other side of this that I think is really important is you need to go down your role at some point. All 100, whatever kids you have, 80, 100, 200, whatever you have, just simply go down that list and ask yourself, is that kid a member of your community, of your classroom community? Ask yourself. And and if you're an effective teacher, and most of you probably are, as I think most teachers are, I think the, the vast majority of those kids will be a solid member of your community. And and when I say that, kind of ask yourself, you know, are they a member? Are are they engaged? Do they are they active not only in the content but with each other, with you in some capacity, no matter what that looks like. Remember the story with the the young lady that I was referencing, you know, it may look different, but ask yourself, are they a member of your community? And I'm telling you, if you go through each and every single name on that list, I think you're going to find that it's an incredible reflection, uh, reflective exercise for you to be able to assess how good you are at that and, and also plug holes. You know, if there's someone you don't really feel good that they're a member of your community or maybe there was a discipline issue that maybe you left um, sort of unsettled and want to go back and build that relationship, it's a great way to find those holes. And so, yeah, watch yourself. You know, if you find a recording, watch it or, or, or listen to what you say, reflect on what you say, then ask yourself, are all of my kids a member of my community? And then the last question that you need to make sure that you sort of pass on your own in this reflection activity is go, would I want to be a member of my own class? Would I want to be a member in my own community? I think it's important. And I think you'll realize, if you think about it, how important it is to academic outcomes. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you again, as I am so grateful you were here this week, as I am each and every week. I look forward to seeing you down the road here next week. Until then, take care. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Or buy the books on Amazon.com. Keep the emails coming. Always love them. See you soon.